Hi, I'm Mike White. And I'm Rob St. Mary. And we're the hosts of the Projection Booth Podcast. If you haven't heard of the Projection Booth, that's okay. But we think it's time that you have. We've been doing this for over three years now. And we think we're doing a pretty good show. Every week we look at a different film and put it in context. We try to bring you interviews with the people behind the films. Or experts on a subject matter covered in the film. We don't specialize in any one particular genre or type of film. We try to examine every aspect of cinema. From every corner of the globe. Even at three years, we barely just scratched the surface. But we're ready. We're ready for you to listen to us. That's right. Now's the time to give us a shot. Download us through our free smartphone app. Or through Stitcher, iTunes, Geek Juice Radio, Jackalow. Or our website. Projection-booth.com. We'll keep making great shows. Now it's your turn to listen to Let's just yeah, let's, let's warm up. Everybody let's, out. let's warm up. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? All right, episode 89. Holy shit. 89 already? Yeah. Hey, I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Jay. I'm Rich. Should we do something special when we hit 100? Or Sure. Uh, like what? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Fucking just doesn't matter. <laughs> Not like the Weebsmen. We knew when our one-year anniversary was. Unregimented, no idea. I think it's in like the next week or so. It's got to be, yeah. It's got to be coming I know, up. They weren't that far apart. Yeah, I know it was maybe a couple weeks. And, and, uh, well, you guys hey, were on. Cool. I made my debut on the show on episode eight. so I, And that was, I want to say, mm-hmm. sometime in july of last year so and, and and we were still doing single shows once rich showed up we ramped up to two well it's you know it's you throw in and, and it's not knocking against i mean we talked about this not knocking against rob whose chair that you filled but i mean this isn't rob's bag you know this you know and once you got another interested party in there you couldn't shut us up <clears throat> and you know now we go two weeks and you get jay in there and boom Yep. Shit, we start making some money. We can do more of this. Which, awesome. which, by the way, um, I'm in, I'm on in a, blah blah blah. We'll start again. I've had a lot of coffee today. Uh, I'm a week into actually tracking all the feeds. We have a lot more of an audience as a whole with this show in general than we thought. Really, this specific show, this show, and the network as a whole, we're it, reaching probably more- about. T- Twice the amount of people that I initially thought we were reaching. So we have six people. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're telling me we're in a double digit? <laughs> we're up to 25 people, guys. No. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing Unregimented on Facebook. Following us on Twitter at Unregimented Pod. Thanks for all of the new followers on Twitter with Unregimented. Appreciate it. You could subscribe to Unregimented on iTunes for free by clicking through the iTunes banner on ChristopherMedia.net. Android users, you can find this show on Stitcher Radio. If you like what we do and you would like to show your support for us, you can donate to Christopher Media by using the PayPal button on ChristopherMedia.net. Please click through the Amazon banner and bookmark the page. It won't cost you anything extra, and when you buy something, it will help to show your support for Christopher Media. Every Monday through Friday, you can check out a new episode of a Christopher Media show. Monday and Thursday, you get Unregimented. Tuesdays, you're going to get the Weisman Podcast Nugget, which is the precursor for the big show on Fridays. Wednesdays, you have the Projection Booth. Check those guys out, projection-booth.com. A lot of buzz starting to circle those guys. Check them out. Even uh, we were interviewing a podcaster from Canada a few weeks back, and he shouted them out. So they got reach. People like them. Check them out every Wednesday, Projection Booth. 
ChristopherMedia.net. If you're looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. That's who we use to host all of the Christopher Media shows. And when you sign up for HostGator by clicking through our link, you're helping to support ChristopherMedia.net. Did I hear you right, Aaron? You said you got a new job? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I've been interviewing for this place that does uh, sales. I'll just leave it at that. It's a sales position. and uh, Back in the commission game. I'm Yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally about it because this this is actually kind of a, a, a fair way to handle commission the way that they're doing it. Word. Nice. Well, let's see. I know of now. By the way, your tax <laughs> refund won't change. Just yeah. a, a, a message from the future. Well, I know. Once again, I know. All I know. 200 bucks less. <laughs> I now know two friends of mine. I know I might change. I might pay it. <laughs> <laughs> who aren't married, who I can borrow money from. Thank you. Thank you. Don't bother well, calling me, bro. I got three <laughs> no, I know, dude. I know. You got the wife. You got to run it. You got to run it by the boss. I mean, you uh, may wear you. the pants, but she tells you which ones. I got, I, got you. I got it. I got five dependents, <laughs> including myself. Well, yeah, pick these pants out for you. I don't want to just go off on myself uh, for the whole episode, but I will for a little bit here because I had, I had a really good day and I wanted to tell you guys something about it. Um, in addition to getting the confirmation on the job today, which was a big relief, uh, because they they said they want they were going to make me an offer and they made me wait two days and those two days were like what the fuck is going on but uh, in in addition to that I had I got to spend the day with my son and awesome this this was kind of interesting story because I don't know I've I think I've mentioned it before on on this podcast but he's been having some troubles in school and. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but you know he's uh, he's a hyperactive, a little eleven-year-old boy, and uh, so so normal, and, okay. and, and gets exactly. and gets bored really easily, and honestly should probably be moved ahead just so he doesn't get so bored and so that he can remain more engaged and maybe uh, not have so many issues at school. But he's had some issues, and uh, they had a uh, the the class had a field trip today to the DIA, which he was really looking forward to. And I was kind of excited that he was just looking forward to it because he's kind of been like, ah, screw that. You know, school's just a bunch of BS and nobody likes me. And, you know, he's going through all that shit. And it, uh, because of his past behavioral problems, they kind of sprung last minute on us that he's going to have to be chaperoned by one of the parents for this trip. Like specifically him? Yes. Like his own personal chaperone? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So they had like, you know, they let us know, I think this was Friday and today is Wednesday. So it was kind of, and you know, of course the trips like these are planned months in advance. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it, this was kind of last minute that they let us know. And his mother had to work and, and had just started a new job and really couldn't take a day off. And I decided that, uh, screw it, I'm going to take the day off and, and go with them. Well, because I have never done anything like went and chaperoned any event or even picked them up from school before because I live too far away, they didn't have, uh, they do background checks on all the parents who are, right. are going to be doing all this stuff. What? You know, pick, picking up the yes, kids. Yes. Oh, yeah. Background checks on, on it. who's picking up the kids. Who, and if you're taking them anywhere, even if you're with the school, you, you're with the whole class, they still have to do a background check on you. Time out. Give me a second. Yeah. That's only if you're chaperoning. You can pick up your own son as nope, long as you no, can prove no, he's your no. son without a background check, right? No. No, they do background checks on everybody. What the fuck? They want to know. They want to know who's picking them up. Eligible adults have to have background checks. Even if mm -hmm. you, you you have proof that you're the child's parent. Yep. Yes. What wow. the Okay, so what did you got convicted when you were seventeen of an MIP? You can't pick your kid up? 
Yeah, I mean that's not the no, it's not that. They're, They're looking for sex pedophiles type shit. shit. Yeah. Sure. Oh, okay. I, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm sure this is extreme stuff. I'm not I you know, I'm not thinking that they're gonna find some, you know, uh possession charge of a marijuana on my record and say you can't, you know, you, they might say you, you can't, can't chaperone. They can't say you can't pick your kid up. Well, they're not saying any of that. All, all the only issue was that because of this, the whole thing happened last minute, and they didn't have a background check on me, and it was too late to do one. They were like, "No, you can't chaperone." And then, uh, so and this was like a major issue for my son. He was really upset when I saw him that he wasn't going to be able to attend, and I kind of got to be the hero and was like, "Hey, I'm going to make, I'm going to take you." And he was so happy because of that. And now this is another roadblock. Well, we didn't let it stop us. I just went and got him, and I took. Him out to the DA, anyways. Which, exactly, which, you and him outside of the school, right? Exactly. And we exactly. saw we saw his class, and you know he's not allowed to like hang out with him or anything. But he Jesus said hi. Right? Yeah. We're, all, we're, all, we're, we're the kids in his class all wrapped in bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rich, you gotta understand this day and age. Yeah. I understand you're like I understand where you're coming from, and it does fucking suck. But oh, it, it is that is what it is. Yeah. Jay and I it's have just, had these reactions, but this has already happened like ten years ago. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah right. but you got you guys got to remember, like my daughter, she'll be nineteen this year, and maybe it's because she's you know she's lived always up. up in upstate New York with her mother, a very isolated yeah. type area. Everybody knows everybody, literally. Um, that this, this wasn't this type of thing. I, I mean, if you, I think if you just, were that worried, you just homeschooled your kid. Yeah, she probably just, just missed all the insanity that's going on now yeah. as well. Okay. This, okay. Is, this is fairly recent. Dude, Sandy Hook flipped a bitch on all this stuff. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So... Wow, took- I'm I, I'm sorry, guy. I mean, I, I'm not sorry, oh, but no. like I, I have nothing but empathy and compassion for you guys as parents these days because I would be infuriated at well, the insinuation, you know. Just well. uh, you know, his mother called me and was furious, and I had to actually be the one to calm her down. And I was like, I can understand that you're upset, but I have to see where the school's coming from too. It was my son's behavior that uh, that put him in this situation in the first place. Whether you agree or disagree with the the school's decision. And the yeah, school's decision you. to, you know, treat him differently. So this was actually an interesting conversation that we had before we went to the DA. We went and grabbed something to eat. Uh, White Castle right down the right down Woodward. Oh, uh, dirty whiteies. Yeah, my old stomping grounds. I didn't tell him the story about passing out in the drive-thru. But <laughs> no, it probably wouldn't have went well no. when we went back to school. <laughs> yeah, but so we were having a little conversation, and I was like, I wanted this to be a, a good day for him, so I wasn't going to harp on him, and I wasn't going to be like, you know, if you didn't uh, act out at school, uh, we wouldn't be in this situation. I wasn't going over that. Right. That's uh, That ground's already been covered. But what we talked about is how... Uh, it was basically the way I guess the way I boiled it down to him was it's all about giving people leverage on you, right? You don't like the way that the school's treating you. You're not going to be able to change school policy, certainly not as an eleven year old. You're not going to fight the system. You can do what you can control, which is your own behavior. How can you modify your behavior so that people can't use things against you? So they can't say you can't go here or do that or or be with this person or have this job or whatever it may be. Yeah, and that's a lesson unfortunately. He, he- he, the, the the sooner he learns it, the better off he'll be. Right. I mean, well, right? you know, it took me a long time, and it, there's different levels of that too. Um, shit, it took me to like thirty. Well, right. You know, <laughs> that, the whole shit with getting what? my the whole shit so, with getting some my of us license. Are still working back. on it. Chris. I'm having an epiphany, right? You know, <laughs> the whole shit with getting my license back uh, is like 
you know, do, do I agree with the police or the or the state laws or any of that? Do I think that doesn't the system's matter. fucked? It doesn't matter, right? I was sick of being harassed by cops. I was sick of being ticketed and drugged, dragged into a holding cell or having my vehicle impounded. So I took care of my shit so that I wouldn't have to deal with that anymore. I took care of what I could take care of on my end. Yeah. So, so that was kind of the conversation that we had. Well, that's honestly a good conversation to have. And sadly, it's a conversation. See, I, I never had that with my father until I was like damn near an adult. And he just never felt the need to have it. But it's a conversation that I think you should, nowadays, you should probably have with your kids, probably at around your son's age, around, you know, 10, 11. Yep. Because, I mean, remember remember the old Vinyl FM song, This Will Go Down on Your Permanent Record? Yeah. You know, it's like now it's like your permanent record starts when you're in fucking grade school. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, shit that, shit that happened in grade school, you you know, could affect if you try to put your kid in a, in a private school, you know, come junior high, high school, no matter what he's done or she's done. And it's just, it's insane. I I just, I can't wrap my head around it. It's just like I my friends who have, have kids who are now just entering, you know, 14 years old or so and entering high school, they're in so many extracurricular activities and it's just so they look good on college applications. And I'm like, at 13, 14, I wasn't thinking about college applications. Who the fuck was? You know, it's, I, it's insane. World, brother. Yeah. So I didn't think about college until so I walked in the fucking door to sign the paperwork. I was like, you know, then <laughs> <laughs> you signed it and you were like, Jesus Christ, how many pages I got signed? That's how much I'm going to owe you? Holy shit. Do I really need college? <laughs> how much to, is a trade yeah, school? <laughs> I went to trade school. Where's Spex Howard? <laughs> uh, fucking twenty grand for ITT, and I didn't fucking finish because it was bullshit. I'm, I, dude, I had so many people tell me to go to ITT, and I looked into it, and I talked to uh, a few different people. I don't know if you'd call them recruiters or whatever they do, but I, the more I talked to them, I was just like, I'm not getting, I'm getting a sketched out vibe salesman? from this. The salesman, yeah, of ITT, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they are. They're salesmen. Yeah, like they literally sat me down at one point, one on one, and started showing me videos of their commercials and I'm like I've seen all these before I've been up at 3 in the morning between the Sarah McLaughlin look at this someone stabbing kittens in the fucking head and you know hey get off the couch call this oh there's an ITT tech commercial that looks decent so yeah, yeah I, I still do see a lot of those uh, a lot of those commercials it seems like there's less of them though they're being taken over by the uh, Phoenix and online shit well no that too but there seems to be a higher concentration especially later at night or in the middle of the day of the uh, lawyer commercials yeah the class action commercials get rich quick yeah yeah well I just it's funny you should say I just had a friend who uh, received a notice and she thought it was from uh, Department of Human Services the notice itself, what it was, was a notice of a class action lawsuit yeah. that they that they're like she qualifies for. Would you like to be a part of? And I'm not going to go into the details of it because it's her personal business. But she was yeah. like, "Fuck yeah, I do." She's like, "Yeah, sign me up." I mean, it's a legit reason as far as I'm concerned. Get your 50 I, you cents. Know. Oh, true. Yeah, there, there's certainly. Legit. No, she was denied benefits for or, of of who she was married to. Let's put it that way, and okay. it was ruled that it's unconstitutional. So now there's a, a, a class action lawsuit where she might be eligible for retroactively for benefits. So okay, um, I can't go into much more detail than that, but, but you know. well, well, you haven't given her name. That's true. Right? Um, so we, it, I could spec- I could her, speculate her husband, wildly her hu- on her. Oh, her husband. Her husband. Her husband has a, uh, a drug offense, um, and she was turned down when she was unemployed for. Um, she only applied for food stamps. 
Uh-huh. She was turned down for food stamps because she's married to a felon. Mm-hmm. It was a felony drug offense. Um, and and that's... A, AKA, it was a drug that wasn't uh, uh, weed, you know. Right. Pretty much everything else is a felony. So, um, yeah. And she just never, she was like, okay, I got turned down, whatever. And, you know, did what most people do. Knuckled down, went through it. But, yeah, she just received this paperwork from DHS themselves informing her that the class action lawsuit had been filed. The lawsuit had been filed, blah, blah, blah. And... Um, to contact them, she might be eligible for retroactive benefits if she still wants them. So I don't right. know how, how that would work now because she's in a much better place than she was a couple of years ago when she applied. Um, but, you know, still, it's just the fact that I don't understand how they can deny one person uh, benefits over or, you know, a food assistance, food assistance, because you're married to a certain, you know, person. Well, what if he was in prison, you know, but, but because, oh, he lives at home, he, 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 he did his probation, is still on his record. She can never, as long as she's married to him, get any assistance. That, to me, that just seems asinine. Yeah. And no, I, we, have, we have a lot of laws that, uh, that put people in a special category once they break certain laws that, 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 so that they can't get out of. Let me play devil's advocate on that. Yeah. Okay. And not necessarily my views, but just kind of the what popped into my head right there. Right. It was, okay, you got a guy in prison, right? He, mm. bro- he broke the fucking law. He broke the law. Sure. Regardless if you care about what the law, we're going back on taking care of your shit. Regardless yeah, if yeah. you're doing time, you're not You're right. not in there for jaywalking. Right, right. He's married to this chick, right? Mm. Well, the law's natural assumption, which we don't agree with, but the law's natural assumption is that she's probably had something to do she with. She complicit. She, yeah, she knew what was what he was doing. Uh-huh. So now you're talking, you got a guy in prison on federal and state aid. Right. And now his family has to go on state, federal, state or state aid because right. he fucked up and can't bring in the income. So you got yep. double whammy. No, I so, got you. And if he had actually done prison time yeah. and was in prison when she applied, I, I, I might understand it a little bit more. Was thing she is, married he, he did. She'd he probably did. had a better shot if he was, was in prison. Was she married he, to him he, he did. He, a, he did a couple months, uh, and then he did a couple years probation. The zero tolerance probation they have here in Michigan, where I mean, literally every morning he had to call in, and if his color was called, he had to call. He had to go and give urine. Some days he had to give blood. Uh, every time he came in, he had to blow. And I mean, it wasn't That's alcohol or weed <laughs> that he was caught with. So he had to blow his parole officer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> At that point, it's just like I might as well go to prison and take my chances. Because if I have to blow you to stay out, I might not have to blow some guy if I get it, if I'm in. So you know, uh, either way, you got to suck a dick. I, I, I don't know. I'd rather suck uh, a dick on the outside to stay on the outside. But that's just yeah, me. yeah, yeah. I think I'm with Chris on this. Amen. I mean, if those okay, were my choices, so, if so those if were my only choices, not in prison. I don't go to prison. Okay, sounds like a <laughs> trade. Oh, shit. So, in other words, uh, if you guys commit a felony, I need to apply to be a fucking uh, parole officer real quick. Right. Now, yeah, wait, wait, wait. I, I, mean, like, I need these two on my case docket. Come on, send would, them over. <laughs> would you hope for a good-looking parole officer or, or a slob? This is what I'm wondering. Because you think, Either you know... And then it's a hot dog. It doesn't fucking matter. You, you, <laughs> I don't know. Because you just figure, like, you don't want to be with an ugly person no matter what you're doing. But then again, if you don't, if you're not into it, then... Uh, Look, man, either hey, way, the, I'm not gay, I'm not pretty, bi. They're not, not telling anyone about this. And neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gay, I'm not bi, and I'm no, not just going on your permanent sexual record. That, that requires balls against my chin. I don't want <laughs> balls against my chin. I'm a freedom Do sexual. It. Does that make you gay? <laughs> <laughs> If you're gay, do you just look in the mirror and get off on your own body all day? Yeah, that's like, yeah. it. Takes three dicks to be gay. 
That's the quota? I guess. I guess. <laughs> oh, and it's not gay if your wife or girlfriend is doing it to you. So, so Jay, by your rationale, you got to pass in the first two dicks. Once you get to the third dick, you're now gay? The problem is you got your own dick, so there's one. Right, yeah. I think you, yeah, I was counting my own dick as one. Yeah. So you get a one dick pass. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you're allowed to jerk yourself off. I mean, come on. No, I'm, I'm talking other dicks. Oh, it you takes said two you're not more. Three. It takes two more besides yourself. So yeah. It takes three dicks to be. So you get a pass on that errant so dick. Yeah. Yeah. Between you know, hey, shit happens sometimes. <laughs> you know, sword, there's you cocaine, swords, there's LSD, there's like you know all kinds of shit that could get in your brain. You know, it's like if you take one or two, uh, you know, it's, it's party time. Man could have slipped in there. Whoops. No way of knowing. No, whoops, man. Whoops. Like we were DPing this chick. I was on top. He was on bottom. She was in the middle and our balls touched. It's no, okay. that doesn't matter. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was, what's the old guy's name from the office? Uh, uh, oh, oh, I just started watching it again. Uh, what the fuck? Creed. Creed. Yeah, that was a Creed line. Somebody asked him about... Uh, they were. Uh, it was the whole controversy over somebody was gay in the office. And somebody asked him uh, if he's ever experienced anything like that. And he's like, well, you know, in the 60s, there's a, you know, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of sex. A man could have <laughs> slipped in there. There's really no way of knowing. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, see, that just made me glad I wasn't born. I've been saying for years i was born too late no i'm all right i'm right where i need to be i (laughs) I have a clear line in the sand and on this side of the line i don't i don't have sword fights okay on that side if you want that's not gay (laughs) (laughs) penetration (laughs) right if rich was born 10 years earlier he would ended up in a production of hair (laughs) things went a little sideways afterwards if if i was born 10 years earlier i'd have been like in the 80s fucking like uh the the, the dave Chappelle skit where (laughs) It's like, I looked at Prince once in the eyes. I've been in love ever since. You know? (laughs) Just shit like that. Oh, God. Well, anyway, so, because I've had a really good day. I don't know if Chris heard this. We we were having technical difficulties. Yeah. Um, Well, let's let's be honest. I was having technical difficulties. All right. right, Continue. My good day is I am 100% legit, finally. I no longer... I am no longer driving with one eye in the rearview mirror and one eye out the All fucking right. front window. Um, It'll take I, a couple months to shake that feeling, though. I oh oh, dude, just real quick, the story when your guts is I turned went, to ice. You're back to I, rolling through stop signs. <laughs> oh, dude, I wanted to, I wanted to drive to Livonia, to Redford, to St. Clair Shores, and just drive with both middle fingers out the window and be like, "Pull me over, because I'm I'm fucking good. Check my paperwork, you know." Just <laughs> hey, somebody just, give me a speeding ticket. Oh, and they were out today. <laughs> Little James Brown beat. I don't know if this is about my good day or if this is about double up on it because Jay said only three dicks make it gay. (laughs) But no, anyway, so I got my I got my insurance taken care of. I I went to the Secretary of State and I'm sitting there and literally two DPDs walk in and they're standing behind me and I'm walking up to the window and I'm like, I hope everything's taken care of because I mean the Secretary of State could be like, No, your license suspended, you have a warrant, we can't do this. And if these I mean literally this these two cops were Two feet behind my shoulder, they can hear everything being said, and I'm just going. Well, I'm about to find out if I'm completely legit. And uh, I get, I gave her the info, and she was like, "Oh, I got a problem here." And my heart mm-hmm. just kind of sank for a second. I was like, "Oh no, 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 no." And then she goes, "Oh, my printer's not working." <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm sitting here because you know it's a, it's a Let's seven. Let's define problem. 
going forward. <laughs> what can constitute a problem? Me it's not a getting my shit. Yeah. Anything it's else? A, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and this is seven and evergreen. So I mean, I'm obviously the, you know the the lighter of the lightest. You're odd man. Place. Just say it. You're odd man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, oh God, man, don't fucking say your license suspended or you have a warrant and I didn't take care of it because I've sent all the paperwork and all the money in. But you never know. Sometimes. Yeah, they hit me with that goes. last fee last time I yeah. I went in. Yeah, yep. in Aaron's case. Oh no, you owe us five hundred more dollars. Yep. Huh? yep, exactly. I'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> so yeah, so when teeth. she's like, she's like, she printed out my tabs, and I was like, all right, cool. And I walked out the door, and I went right to my car, and I put my new tab on, and I put it in with my insurance info, and I was like, I, I'm, I'm not even bullshitting. I want to drive through Redford, just windows down, playing fuck the police, and see if I can get Sergeant Greg to come fucking pull me over <laughs> and be like, check this paperwork, I'm good. You're doing donuts in the parking lot as you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, motherfuckers, pull me over. <laughs> Give me a ticket. That's all you're going to get before this time. But yeah, because it also opens no. up a new world of possibilities as far as employment. So yeah, yeah. that's that's always good. And that's that's. I, I'm not going to say I'm like the Temptation song on cloud nine, but I might be on like seven and a half right now. Uh-huh. Give me a couple hours, you know. <laughs> During the break, I'm going to go uh, get my head right and see if I can get on cloud nine for the second half. I don't know. But that's good though, Rich. You've had a you've had a tumultuous last six to eight months. Mm-hmm. It's nice to hear some good news coming out of you for a change, man. Yeah, congratulations, brother. No, I appreciate, it. dude, guys. I appreciate. It. And I mean, if I believed in some sort of deity, I'd probably be thanking it, but I don't. So I'm just like thank the universe <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. My wallet. Yeah. Yeah, I still get. Uh, I you know I'm I'm not religious. I, I don't believe in. I'm very scientifically minded, I guess. But I still do little things that uh, are just superstitions and I and I don't even know why like and even today I, I today actually validated one of them because it's been ever since my childhood when the clock turned 11 11 you're making a wish I've never heard that one yeah that was, that's all the time what's that I said I hear it all the time yeah this usually females are involved yeah I, I picked this up from girls you're supposed to make it's 11 a wish. 11 or it's 111 make a wish I wish you would uh, stop telling me to do that stupid <laughs> shit 111 doesn't count I wish your ass was on my dick yeah <laughs> Make a wish. Well, you're not fucking me. It's a bunch of bullshit. Well, today, today I was uh, I was in my car. I was downtown, and I was waiting to hear from uh, to hear about this new job. And like I said, I've been totally anxious the last two days. And I looked at my phone to check my email because I've been checking it like every five minutes. And I saw on the clock it's eleven eleven. And so I just made a little wish. And two minutes later, I got the email. <laughs> Nice. Total coincidence, but if that wasn't already ingrained in my psyche, I will it be making now, I sure. will be making a wish on eleven eleven for the rest of the of my life. Oh, I got you. I still have friends um, who, for whatever reason, I never understood. But they when they open up a pack of cigarettes, they flip one. Yeah, they get the, the, lucky, get the cigarette. lucky cigarette, and you never smoke somebody else's lucky smoke. Yeah, I, I made the mistake. Uh, I'd forgotten about this because people outside of high school stopped doing it. And uh, one of my female friends. Uh, a couple months ago, I was over at her house, and I said, can I get a cigarette? She said, yeah, and there was one flipped over. I didn't even think. I just reached in and grabbed it, and she goes, no! Oh, yeah, put dude, my lucky down! Do and I was like, whoa. I think if I just like raped her, it would probably gotten a better response. <laughs> she went from a vagina, she'd be like, get out of here. She'd be like, stop <laughs> it. 
Stop yeah, it. The, you know, Rich, though, that's probably uh, the mentality of that person is probably they probably also believe that the position of the sun on the day they were born affects their personality traits. Yeah. Oh, boy. You've never met this woman, but boy, do you know this woman. <laughs> I, some clarification on the lucky cigarette, though. Does it get transferred to the next pack or do you smoke it at the end of you that smoke pack? It's you, your last smoke. You that's smoke it at the end. That's your last cigarette. Okay. I believe that was Wait, the high school the, protocol. What about the double lucky? The double lucky. Nah, that, that's that, just that's that's the double. What you that's flip it over twice straws. and you can't tell which one it is. That's to the make sure. Can, that's to make sure some motherfucker doesn't steal two of your cigarettes. The only thing I can. The only thing I can <laughs> say is it's a couple who smoke the same brand and they always ha- they always share the same pack. So maybe it's a lucky for mm. each of them. Okay. That's yeah, the that's like a wishbone though. Only one person's truly getting the lucky cigarette. I think. <laughs> now, what if it's a lucky the straight down filter? How do you know which one's the lucky? There cigarette. you go. Only look the same upside down. Uh, I when can I tell you who's started, not lucky. Your lungs. Well, yeah, I, I know, right? Smoking, I smoked. I smoked. When I first started buying my own cigarettes, I was buying Pall Mall on filters. So, oh, yeah. are you oh. fucking kidding? Camel on filters right here, brother. Oh man. No man, I'm not joking. I mean, that is like Jay knows what's up. Smoking. Yep. Me and Scotty used to smoke Camel no filters all the fucking time. He'd. he'd uh, uh, I did Camel wide. He would uh, obtain a curtain of them. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I would smoke the <laughs> shit out of them. I thought I was man for starting out on Camel. Reds, nah. <laughs> no, actually, I started. I started on my my grandmother's, oh, the, which the were Salem's. That, the ones that had a K, those those yeah. old ones. Kent yeah, no, lights for me, brother. This was the Turkish no, the, delights. They Turkish just used, delights. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. They, they don't they still make Camel Reds? I don't know about Camel no. Reds. No, no. They just they, make, it was the only Camel Reds I remember. The ones that began with a K. Mm-hmm. That that was later. That was kind of a marketing thing, I guess. The communist. Yep. I mean, I know there was there was camel regulars, there's camel wides. Like I was on those uh, for a yeah, minute. Yeah, I was on those well, for a minute too. Well, just, we all grew up. They never made camel menthol wides. What the fuck? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Why? Um, Why don't you just stuff some stuff some insulation? some insulation in your yeah. cheek. <laughs> Have a little asbestos with your cigarettes. <laughs> we all grew up close enough to to Canada to where we sh- and we're all around the same age. We should remember these cigarettes. Remember players? Oh, oh yeah, you sure. smoked the shit out of them. Players? Yeah. Black Black cigarettes. No. Black yeah, they were good. No, I we used to get them from the party store right by my house. Well, yeah, because we're so close to Canada, yeah. we we could. But if you went to Ohio and you asked for a pack of players, they look at you like you're retarded. They're That's like, like asking for a Labatt Blue anywhere outside of Michigan and Canada. They're like, yeah, or going to going to Nebraska and asking for a Fago. I, I went to uh, when I was in Minnesota. I asked for a Labatt, and she goes, "We don't have any Canadian beer." What? <laughs> That's, now that makes no sense to me. No, me yeah. Yeah. Is it like it the North half of that state, like Canada Junior? Anyway, yeah, right. <laughs> Well, the way they're they de- talk, they're in I'm denial. Like, well, as I said, I'm like, you got a heavier Canadian accent than I do. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what next? You don't have line and kugels that come from the state right next door to you? <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, we don't have Yingling, man. Yingling beer is fucking awesome. It's, you, it's, that green bottle shit from fucking uh, Pennsylvania? Yeah, you buddy. You can find Yingling fuck in Michigan. That. You no, have to go uh, near the Ohio border. Yeah, I know. That's uh, uh, yeah, Rolling Yingling. Rock there. Uh, Yingling is rich. shit. Yingling is a shit. It's rich, man. You got to have Yingling on top. Holy yeah, shit! Holy crap! I've never. Look, my buddy, my old bass player, he was from Philly. We went to, out to Philly to collect a lot of his equipment one time. We spent like three, four days out there. I had it in the bottles. I had it in the, from the tap, and I was just like, "This just isn't my thing." I, I, I it's just, it, it just wasn't my thing. I'm like, I bet you like hey, IPA though. Nope, oh, dude, I'm cheap. I'm a cheap date. Absolutely, ribbon baby. IPA is the most horrible beer Blech. ever. Oh, created. Oh, I love IPAs. Blech. 
My oh. my brother likes well he when he <laughs> used to drink a lot he likes Steel Reserve. I'm like how the Ugh, fuck do you drink nobody that? Nobody likes Steel Reserve. Yeah, exactly. that's that's what you can that's, afford. You have a habit to maintain if you drink Steel that's Reserve. That's like natural reserve, natural light. I like it oh, because it's two dollars for a forty pieces. ounce. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he likes. Uh, Little natty ice, natty natty light ice. Yeah. If you're yeah. buying Steel Reserve, it's to me that's like buying wild turkey. You I just oh, want to get drunk. Dude. I used to like going oh. to uh, Canada to drink. Hey, what's wrong with wild turkey? It's 101 proof. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and what's a fifth? Three bucks? That's what I'm saying. Like, a it's, fifth is a wild about- turkey? No, you're thinking of like fucking Mohawk or some shit. You're, no, wild turkey's like probably on the same level as Jim Beam, I would think. Mm. No, no, oh way. God, no! As a, really? As a, as no. a whiskey fan, yeah, good, no. absolutely not. <laughs> no, yeah, well, maybe a I'm an old granddad. Hey, uh, um, Chris, you're in uh, Manhattan area. Uh, I am in Queens. Okay. Well, actually, I, I technically I'm in Jersey right now because it's just cheaper to stay here, and New Jersey doesn't charge you fifty dollars to park in the fucking parking lot. But should, uh, but I've been out, in Queens all week. Check out a bar if you're in Manhattan. Check out a bar called uh, Ginger Man. Shut up. <laughs> they let them in. Yeah. <laughs> just tell him, There's hey, yeah, no, 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 man. Just, just tell him, Jake's not here. You'll be right. And just remember, <laughs> drop my last name out of that. Tell J- him, Jay, Jay sent you, and Jay said, as long as there's not a third one in, there's no third man into the ring. You're good. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> from the meetings, told me you should try this bar. Told me I should try this bar. <laughs> yeah, but all, Chris, all you have to do is get a red. You got to get a ginger merkin. That's it. <laughs> <You're just, laughs> I'll give you some shit from the bottom of my show. <laughs> I'm done, bro. Where's what? Pants, just pull them out and be like, "There you go." Now ask Here's for my Wa- proof. ask for Wally and tell him I sent you. Okie dokie. Keeps getting worse and worse. Right. Yeah, ask for Wally. Don't ask for the Wally. That's something different. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you're not allowed to ask for that. Because <laughs> Wally will give you the Wally. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever you do, if they say, do you want to come back and ride the Tower of Power? Tell them, no. Pussy. No, that's not a good idea. Well, you don't like Tower of Power? No, because no, no, no. No, because it's not ginger, hit to ginger, ride the Tower it's, of it's, Power. It's, okay? it's a rocket ship, of, rocket ship of pain. That's what rocket we call it. Rocket shit. As long as it's yeah. not the Eiffel Tower of Power. You got a dude yeah. back there dressed like the gimp greased up to his <laughs> fucking shoulder going, come Ooh. on in. And you're like, whoa, no, I'm good. Thank you, sir. You got a couple flies in the trap. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Baltimore, yeah, it's on fire. Time to, t- time to bring it down. Yeah, <laughs> who invited these guys? Well, I because I wanted to get to it in this episode. No, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it, no it needs should. to be gotten to. Because hopefully, by the time this airs, it, things will have calmed down. Hopefully, right? Maybe. Well, I would Probably assume not. so. Well, last night was a lot better. Well, okay, well, yeah, because so- they told everyone because it's you know because at ten o'clock the police and the national guard locked arms and right. just pretty much swept the streets. Well, I heard for the the night of rioting the the night of the riots there was uh, I guess like three thousand police officers out on the streets and. They said that there was going to be even more the next day, and uh, and so that's like, city, county, state, plus whatever like federal from, aid. from well, that, everywhere. Yeah, mayor, there was federal. That mayor fucked up. She didn't call national emergency soon enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She should have probably made that call on I don't know well, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, right. Possibly Saturday night. Yeah. Well, she, I guess she thinks she fucked up by referring to the people, the looters, as thugs. Yeah. This is this is this Why? is this is the trigger word for this the president event. did. Oh, actually, I didn't. Did did Obama refer to them as thugs? Thieves, he did, I believe, today or yesterday, he did. I because I, the, the strongest language I heard from him were that they, these were thieves. He said, "Let's not make any. Uh, let's not parse words." Why let's, didn't he just come out and be like, "My niggas, knock it the fuck off, <laughs> motherfuckers, <laughs> sit the fuck down. We got this shit. God damn it." 
You know, there were a lot of brothers who did, actually. Hey, there were a lot of brothers who did. Actually, the Bloods and the Crips did. The Bloods and the Crips watching. Did. Knock this shit off. Yeah, knock well, this shit off, motherfucker. You make me look bad. Well, it was interesting because the, the, the word thug was used by not only the mayor, who I guess apologized for it, but I'm trying to remember who apologized was. Apologized for it. Yeah, they, they had to apologize for it, right. Apologize. Calling people okay, who are hey, looting hold, thugs. Poor choice of words here. Hold on, I'm not done talking yet. Hold on, let me finish my sentence. So the the mayor... Uh, had to apologize for referring to the looters as thugs. The I think it was like the district attorney or something, somebody like that, also did and was apologizing. Now he was on. I heard him on on uh, NPR today, and he was explaining why he was apologizing. And it was kind of weird, like because I'm like, why do you have to apologize for that? It, okay. These these guys are. This is a criminal they're act. Fucking thugs, right? They're, yeah, they're, okay, this, this we're on the same that? page, Aaron, because yeah. it's poor choice of words here. But the expression is the expression. Why do we have to apologize for calling a spade a spade? Ooh, you were on. Easy Change on that. that. Easy, <laughs> easy, killer. Easy. Let's, uh, <laughs> that's the, no, no, no. Okay, fine. Why can't we say, why can't, what Just happened what to, why do we have to sugarcoat the truth? You are, about this? You've been this? videotaped doing felonious things. Why do we have to apologize for calling you a that? We have a black president and a black mayor that could have come out and been like, motherfuckers, we got this shit. Don't make it about you. Make it about him. Don't mm-hmm. don't fucking pull this shit. Uh, I don't know if they well, real listen. real quick, guys. Real quick. Where's also, the black leadership there? The, the 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 term thug has been looked at for a while now, and this goes back to um, Chris. Will know what I'm talking about. Uh, when Richard Sherman went off after an interview, and he, people were like, "Oh, he's a thug." And it's blah, blah, code blah. for black. It's it's well no it's 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 that special word it's for black. For yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's 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 yeah it's code for fucking calling someone basically a fucking nigger. After and, Baltimore and, riot, some leaders slammed thug as the new n word. N word exactly. Mm. And see, I don't agree with that because first of all, it's like it's like. Remember when in the two thousand in the in the nineties two thousands every gangster 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 first of all real gangsters don't rap here's the Marion so Webster's. stop that we these are not thugs these you know what a thug is a thug is a motherfucker who is connected who does shit these are just fucking criminals this oh, is man. what these people are man this they're is fucking opportunist they're opportunistic criminals they saw a they saw a protest. Someone got the shit, someone, some people, excuse me, got the shit riled up. You're always going to have that mob mentality after a certain point. Every time, University of Kentucky just recently lost in the NCAA tournament. Boom, they rioted. No one was calling them thugs. Vancouver lost in the Stanley Cup finals a couple of years ago. I'm sorry, but Vancouver is predominantly white. Well, yeah, no one was calling them thugs. It was just, oh, the rioters, this and that. No, it's it's a it's a mob mentality. And people are going to be opportunistic here's, here's, when they see the chance to fucking do well, let's, it. Let's, okay, let's just break it down. between setting a car on fire and destroying your neighborhood. Let, let's, let's fucking like, boil it down to some acts here. Okay, Merriam-Webster definition for thug is a violent criminal, a brutal ruffian, or assassin gangster tough like come on man that that like that word right there she was right she used the correct word they were violent criminals and i, I don't ever use the word to, to me a thug is, it's one of the guys in the green spandex shirts that followed the riddler around in the old yeah. batman show. exactly exactly low-level fucking guys yeah, henchmen. You know, hey man there, there's like shirts yes. that i can buy from my union that actually say union thug on them right they say okay. union thug right on the shirt <laughs> Well, I'm not buying that shit, but you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, come on, let's keep a lid on that conversation. Well, you yeah. know, talk about Baltimore. What? Uh, who I believe was, I think it was the the district district attorney 
in Baltimore who was apologizing for this in in trying to explain himself was kind of he was talking about how well you know this kind of portrays this makes it seem like I'm calling everybody out there all all the black people are thugs and that uh, you know that there are actually people out there that are trying to do good and trying to stop violence and there are actually now I, I didn't read any stories about this but according to him there were uh, there were actually gangs that banded together to stop destruction the, in the neighborhood the bloods and the yeah. crips actually yeah. banded together and the like, thing she, is is they did the media never fucking showed yep. the peaceful you, protests. All they yep. showed was the fucking burning and shit. There were right. more you guys, people in peaceful protests. Have you guys seen the pictures? It's the news networks. Yeah. Have you guys highlighting the, the bad shit. Yep. Have you guys seen the pictures from yesterday and today of local people that actually live in the neighborhood? And it's 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 northwest. It, no, excuse me. It's west north um, street in on the west side of Baltimore. People that live in these neighborhoods started cleaning them up. And then when when protesters come out, they were fine with it. They were like, go ahead and keep protesting. But then when the fucking looters and rioters come out, people from the neighborhood stood in front of the fucking cops. The cops were in SWAT gear, and they were like, if you want to get to these cops, you got to go through your own fucking people. The fucking get city, a city councilman did that. So why is it that uh, people who were trying to actually prevent violence and looting and fires who were, you know, uh, these, these the Bloods and the Crips that were protecting stores in their neighborhood, the people that are protecting the police, these people don't get the get on the news or don't get the big stories, but everybody... Because that doesn't get raised. Bloods, but actually, yeah, the Bloods and the Crips did. I have a, I have a, uh, a thing on Okay, there. so, well, there's got to be a story out there, but everybody has seen the mom smacking the kid upside the head. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's great. Which is awesome, yeah, but... If if they're really interested in stories about people who aren't playing to what others might consider their type, which is poor and black and wanting to set stuff on fire, other than just this one woman, we like this story because it's like, yeah, that's how that's how a black mother takes care of her children. She smacks them upside the head when they do something stupid. It's because it's because look, it's because gang think, members because, can because never because be portrayed she's in a good light. Right? They they are going against type. And the mother is going with type, according to people who uh, people have narrow views of, of others. You Look, know, man, we're all, this is we're the, all this close is enough this. in age. I don't I, maybe your family wasn't like this. If I got caught on camera doing some fucking dumb ass shit, my mom would have jerked a knot in my ass and looked for a camera. Yes. To be like, yeah. watch me do this. But what I'm talking watch about, me fuck him up. Is is the reason that she blew up is because she's playing into a stereotype. I'm not saying that this is like this is her intention or or anybody's no, intention really, but it's like why has it caught on when the when the Bloods and Crips story hasn't? It's it, playing into. A, I, I know it's a stereotype, but here's the thing: it's playing into being a good parent. You're beating that kid's ass that way he don't go to the penitentiary. I oh, was cheering he her. He may on, look no like doubt. the bitch now, but he ain't gonna be the bitch for ten to fifteen. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a difference because yeah. that little skinny motherfucker was gonna get passed around like a party joint on the main line. All right, so his mama needed to beat his fucking ass. Needed to yeah. beat his ass. Yeah. What white black doesn't matter. I like Did you hear actually hear the audio too? No, I just She I, says to him, if you're she's like, "Why are you wearing a mask? If you're going to be out here doing this shit, causing trouble, throwing shits, rioting, let people see who's really doing it." Yeah, don't and be she a ri- shit. And that's when she ripped it and like started ripping at his mask and trying to show show his face. Well, yeah, I mean, it's probably the mentality. Oh, 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 you're big and bad. Let the whole world see you being big and bad, Mr. Hiding behind a mask. Yeah. 
Yep. And when yeah. you're sitting there in fucking a level fucking four prison going, what are you in here for? My mama beat my ass if she caught me looting. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I'm going to beat I'm gonna beat that yeah. ass for the next my fucking new six years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you know, while we're talking about stereotypes, have mm-hmm. any of you guys ever watched The Nightly Show with uh, Larry Wilmore, show that replaced the Colbert Report on I have, Central? I've only caught pieces of it. I catch like five minutes and then it, I don't know. I finally clips. watched it last clips. night. Yeah, and I, it, I mean, it's a comedy show, whatever. Sure. But it's it's I caught it being super hypocritical. Like in his opening monologue, Larry Wilmore. You know, I mean, and two. I think this is turning into lazy. I mean, obviously, Aaron. I think we've talked about this before. Just poking at Fox News is like low hanging fruit. Yeah, you know, at this yeah. point, it's like a fart joke. Right. You know, and and it's so you know. Just goes on this, you know, uh, this maybe two, three minute diatribe, you know, lambasting Fox News and a lot of the things that they were. Uh, you could tell somebody that wasn't Larry Wilmore's age probably wrote this piece because yeah, it, yeah. it just seemed like all of the things that they were trying kept to saying to, hashtag that they were trying to rail against uh, <laughs> Fox News for it just seemed like they were they were grasping at straws. Like one, yeah, it, he had this whole thing where he was talking about how Fox News made sure they hit all the all of the black people stereotypes with the, mm-hmm. what, the super strength and the way they dress and all this stuff. And then they come back from commercial and then they go into a piece where he interviews, uh, you know, they talked about the mom video and he interviews, yeah. you know, civil unrest mom was the name of the character. And all this woman was, was nothing but stereotypes of black women. Like if you looked at the, the character this woman was, I'm sitting there going, you're doing exactly what you just railed against Fox News doing fucking 10 minutes ago. Yeah. So, and, and to me, that just points out a lot of the hypocrisy, you know, in the media. Like I said, it's a comedy show. You know, it's guys, not like- guys, look, is it just me or honestly, it, it, why is this a black stereotype that your mother will beat the shit out if you if she catches you acting a fucking fool? My mother but, would do it in you, a heartbeat. But, but it was just the way she was dressed, the way she was talking, the expression she was using, things like that. Like it was just like it's like it, this is nothing but a giant stereotype right here. But it's OK because you're black and she's black. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think we go back to something I was talking about a long time ago. I think when we had Todd on, I'm just looking for a consistency, people. Like, let's be, let's stay on message here. If we're yeah. really railing against something, let's, we're back to what the mom's talking, you know, we're inferring. Take a stand. Right. Don't fucking well, say, don't, don't rail against it for five minutes and then go and do the exact same thing 10 minutes later and act like you're better than everybody else. I, you know, Rich, I can't say exactly why this is a stereotype, but it does seem that this used to be not a stereotype. It was just how shit was. If you were a certain age, you know, your your father or your mother taking a wooden spoon or telling you to go out and pick a switch or something, that was just how you were disciplined. And people started getting shamed out of that behavior as a society. But and again, I'm, I'm totally generalizing, but black mothers didn't really change on that. They're like, no, <laughs> my son's fucking up i'm going upside his head see man i'm gonna tell you what my so mom then it my just- mom i i was i was nine years old i'll tell you and this 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 is a story that i've told to friends of mine who i work with who are like maybe 10 years younger than me and it, it they look at me like i just said i was anally probed by a fucking alien uh-huh. they're like i can't dude are you no you're fucking with me right i was nine years old we went to the mall and you know those those racks that are circular, you know, circular, and there's the clothes on them. Yeah, I, went I used and to hit hidden one of the middle of them. Fuck yeah, time. you did. And my mom had to page me over the intercom. Had to have them page me, and I knew I was getting my ass beat. My mom lifted me up by one arm, and did she makes them just use your middle name. Beating me. <laughs> I mean, on the way out the door, and 
And no one was like clapping, going, yeah, yeah. But people were like, that's what you get, little motherfucker. See? Well, if that's she did what you that get. now, you'd have CPS at your house as soon as I, you got home. I'm surprised CPS hasn't showed up at this chick's house and beat the shit out of her son in that, in that fucking riot. I, I'll be honest with you. Fuck, they I put was, her on they the Today did. Show. We were waiting, for, we're waiting for it. We're talking about it at work. We're waiting for it. We're waiting for her to get charged. And you know what that mother would say? Same thing my mother would say. Oh, he thinks he's got it bad here with me? Put his ass in the state home. See how bad he really... You know what? Take his ass. I don't need him. Go ahead. Take him. Put his ass in the state home for a couple fucking years, and we'll see if he comes out talking that shit. Because I guarantee you he's going to learn to keep his fucking mouth shut one way or the other. Go ahead. I guarantee you that's what she would say, because that's a real fucking parent. I'm sorry. Look, I'm not for beating your kids. All right? I spanked my daughter a handful of times. When I say I spanked my daughter, I mean, like, I popped her on the butt when she when she was still in diapers one time because I wasn't going to play this. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here for 15 minutes. I say one time, come here. She doesn't. I go collect her. She gives me a hard time. I pop her on the ass one time. She starts with the crocodile tears, and I'm like, suck it up, or I'm going to give you something to cry about. And she just, two minutes later, she's playing. Like, nothing happened, but she's not over there trying to get the bleach cap undone and 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 pour it all over herself. That's how she learned. Nothing Sorry. teaches better than pain, man. Hey, hey, like, Eddie Griffin said it best. My mama beat my ass out to penitentiary. That's the that's the truth. I mean, that is the truth. Yeah. And that pain will will give you a memory of what not to do. Mm-hmm. It seriously will. So, my friends are like, let's go boost a car. I was like, whoosh, I'm good. You go ahead. Yeah, because <laughs> I know, I know what's that coming when out. I get caught. Yeah, exactly. Because my parents aren't just going to yell at me and, and say no TV, no Nintendo. I'm going to get a Nintendo upside my head and a TV thrown on top of me when I'm knocked <laughs> unconscious. That's what I'm going to get. So, so you go ahead. But I, look, all this, here, here's something I really want to get into. Gentlemen, I, I think we can all agree there's a difference between protesters and the people rioting and looting. Yeah. I think that's something that's it's easy for us to come to an agreement upon. I'm irritated, and forgive me for once again bringing up the racial aspect, but I'm, 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 I'm really irritated by people saying that, 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 not saying, excuse me, that implying through social media, through comments I hear on a day-to-day basis, that they're the one and the same. Protesters are not the same as rioters and people that are looting. And I'll even say this. Yeah. Rioters probably aren't the same as protesters, just like looters aren't the same as rioters. People that probably started rioting started rioting out of just pure fucking frustration and rage and, and yeah. just fuck it. And then the looters were like, well, if they're doing this shit, let's go get us some fucking new shit. Yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah, the looters are the people who are have just been hanging out looking for an opportunity. Like, exactly. They were yeah, probably like, well, we're robbing that corner store next week, and then riots broke out, and they're like, oh, we're doing it now. I want you guys to listen to this. Uh, it's uh, one of the city council members from uh, Baltimore. Okay. Hey, Jay. You're, you're a city councilman. What is it? If you're, if you're watching this, tell me what this means for your city. Cease. Cease. fire. When, you, when you're watching this go on, does it break your heart to see this happen? Oh, definitely. I mean, what it is is young boys, the young folks in this community showing decades old of anger, frustration for a system that's failed them. I mean, this is bigger than Freddie Gray. This is about the social economics of uh, poor urban America. And, uh, you know, these young guys are frustrated, they're upset, and unfortunately, they're displaying it in a uh, very destructive manner. You know, when folks are uh, are undereducated, unfortunately, they don't have the same intellectual voice to express it the way other people are doing, and that's what we see through the violence today. We just just watched this liquor store being looted, and there's a bunch of folks running in and out of there. Nothing doing nothing. What's wrong with that? The the police are all the way down there. You're a city council member, is that right? 
Is it right for people to lose? No, I mean, I, I think you missed everything I tried to articulate okay, so to you. What I've said is everything out here has happened wrong. The violence is wrong. That's never acceptable. Understanding that there's a symptom of something that's going on here. And what I'm trying to articulate to you is we look at communities like this in urban America, lack of education, uh, uh, lack of uh, commercial development, lack of opportunities, just the social economics of it. It has nothing to do with West Baltimore or this particular corner in Baltimore. This could erupt anywhere in socially, economically deprived America. Well, we've, we've certainly seen this in other cities. Obviously, Ferguson comes comes to mind. We also here. see it at rallies like at Kentucky. When Kentucky lost that basketball game, we see crowds of, that loot and that flip over cars and stuff. But unlike, but, but unfortunately, you know, all of the 95% of uh, the positive rallying that has been occurring here in Baltimore, the national media is going to focus on this. And that's the problem. So, so what, what are the legitimate grievances in your mind that folks have about being here? Is it against the police? Is it against the uh, poverty? What, I think this, what is is a culmin this is culmination of a lot of different things. You know, decades old of failed policies. Uh, you know, decades old of lack of development for these communities. I mean, it's a lot that it, it, that pours into it, and these young boys are speaking tonight, unfortunately, in a very wrong way. Do you have any idea why, as we're seeing what's going on here, and obviously you've got the police who have now backed off, any idea why? We asked them to back off. The men of this community came together. We talked to the police. We told them we would be able to kind of talk to the young guys out here, and we asked them to back up, and they did it. It worked out. So that's it, worked, it worked out, but the liquor store is still being looted. That was best pass. You, you, and at this point, this is not productive. So you, you keep talking about it. Go ahead, Megan. Ask one of these guys, because we've seen allegations. Yeah, you're not asking him shit. He's not talking to you anymore. Right, so that was an interesting conversation because he kept going back to, like... Look at the looting. Look at the looting. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Address, so the, 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 address the that. Did. Address that. And he's like, I'm not trying to fucking address that because he's, a, he's trying I'm not to address the for big, those people. Right. He's he's addressing the bigger picture, and he's saying there's a there's a whole socioeconomical situation that is that has caused this, and it's not exclusive to this corner or this city. And the the reporter just won't take that as an answer, which which seems to be the the problem with the media in general. They're not taking that for an answer. Like, well, what has made these these men? so so angry and so disenfranchised with the system and he, when people flat out tell them you're not they don't want them in the system you're fucking hammering you know you're right. fucking them <clears throat> exactly and but they don't want to take that as an ant no 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 this has to be you know something else there has yeah it's basically it's it's and this is just my point of view it's it's the media's institutionalized racism they want to paint someone as the bad guy constantly and after 30 some years of cops and every other fucking you know uh, reality show that involved uh, a lock up on msnbc and all this shit it's easy to paint people who are poor black uh etc you know whatever as the bad guys and go and point and go well look look aren't these bad people T say they're bad people and he's like look of course they're fucking bad people can we get over that now let's talk about the reason why this protest erupted into a riot let's not talk right. about the opportunist that said oh there's a riot now we can go get free shit those are fucking scumbags yeah. i'm not worried about them i'm worried about the fucking people who went from protesting to rioting why that went from that rioting does uh, the, <laughs> 
I, I don't know if I'm explaining myself correctly. Just because you're at a protest and it turns into a riot does not mean those people rioting are going to start looting. Right. But, yeah, but they, some will. Some some will. I mean, obviously, mob yeah, mentality takes over. But come over. on. Nobody, nobody shows up and says, I want to make my voice heard, and I'm going to stand on the Capitol steps and scream until somebody hears me. And then that, that person does not go straight to, oh, well, they're not hearing me. I'm going to throw this rock. Oh, I threw that rock, and now there's a riot. Oh, I'm gonna loot that corner store. That is not all the same person. Yeah, exactly. These are, these, yeah, this is like these people are show up, riot breaks people. out. Other people who want to take advantage of that situation show up, and those are the ones doing the real destruction. And see, this is something that I've I've tried to have conversations with people recently, even before this this happened. Back, we're going back to the Ferguson thing, yeah. and um, people who uh, let's just be honest, white, a lot of a lot of a lot of conservative, or I don't want. That's not fair. It's not fair to say. Conservative. A lot of solidly middle class white people that I talk to, they're my friends. They go, Well, man, see, would you do that? And I'm like, No. And they're like, Well, you're poor. You, you know, you've been fucked with. You've been fucked over by the system. Would you do that? I'm like, I'm not a fucking sociopath. There's a fucking difference. I'm not. Well, it's a not person. about being a sociopath necessarily. Well, no, no, I think but, it's a little extreme. But you get what I'm saying. I'm not a type of person who's going to see. An, I can I can get away with this at this moment, so I'm going to do this. Yeah, but you, know? you also don't have your peers constantly telling you, oh, there's nothing you can do. You're stuck in the system. The man's got his boot on your neck. Uh, every cop is out for you. Shit. You know? You don't know my friends. <laughs> I, I'm not even bullshit. I mean, I know it sounds like a joke and ha ha let's make jokes about rich, but no, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I'm not making jokes, but I'm saying you don't belong to a culture that is... Is uh, I don't know how to say this. Let's put it this way: I belong against itself. No, because that's belong, that's exactly that's actually no 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 because that, that's exactly ex- that's exactly what I wasn't trying to say. Thank that, you, that, thank you. That they're that they're working against themselves, but but well, I don't know I don't know how to deal. phrase it in here's the correct the way. Here's the deal: I, I I made jokes about I'm from finally legit. I want to drive through certain neighborhoods where yeah. the cops are known to be fucking you know uh, I'm not going to say Nazi esque, but let's just say uh, Stalin esque, you know whatever you know, but and but whatever. Maoish tendencies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I was obviously joking because I don't care if if all my paper is good. The minute that cop gets behind me, even if I know I've I've felt this way since I, I I was a little kid and I was in the passenger seat, my dad was driving. Yeah, I was afraid. I was afraid they were going to pull us over, take him away, put me somewhere. That's just that's. I, I, that's the, the 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 culture I grew up in. To me, that is, and this is what's hard to explain to people. It's not black. It's not white. It's not. It's mm-hmm. not Mexican. It's just. It's just being. It's it's being working poor because Absolute we're the dick. easiest. They're the, we're the easiest to prey upon. We're the easiest to once we, they stick us in the system. It's a cycle of bullshit. Aaron, you know, no, you didn't pay this. Okay, mm-hmm. now you're back in it. Now you need to pay this. Well, where the fuck did this one come from? I paid everything. I have all the paperwork. I have the receipts. What the fuck? Well, we said this. Well, what if I don't pay it? Well, do you want to do another? Do you want to do six months? Because there's your fucking choice. It's that type of mentality that that, that that sadly I have. And only as I as I became older did I learn to outgrow it. But then I hit a rough stretch, and hey. I went right back to the mentality I had when I was younger. I'm now I'm like, ah man, I don't know. Do I call nine one one? I don't think so. It's a lot easier to fucking be uh be judged by twelve than fucking, you know, carried by six. 
I mean, that's just I, I, I handle it yourself. I mean, I'm I, to, to give you an example. Uh, I brought this up a little bit before the show when we were just bullshitting. Five miles from where I'm at, a a a twenty year old guy shot uh, nine times by a federal officer. From everything I've heard, it, it sounds like it might be a legit shooting. That he might have posed a threat. He had a violent history, but it's five miles from where I live, and they had protesters out today. And then. For the most part, the protesters were peaceful, but then there was people getting riled up. And I'm thinking, if shit pops off, this is what my Aaron, Chris, you've been to my you've been to my neighborhood, my little couple area block. This is what my block will do. They'll sit on the front porch with a shotgun, saying, "Keep that shit on Seven Mile. You come north of Vassar, we're gonna fucking fuck you up. Don't bring that bullshit here. We have a nice little community right here, and we're gonna keep it that way. And we don't give a fuck what the cops done. We know the cops are wrong, but you ain't gonna bring that bullshit into our neighborhood. And that's the type of community." that I came from and that's the type of community that I think protesters come from and then maybe the anger boils over and they turn into rioters but they're not the same people as the looters and etc etc so I don't know if I'm making my point or not I'm just it's hard for me because I don't want to cond- I don't want to condone one thing and condemn another but at the same time I understand being so pissed off Chris and I had this conversation after the, after we did our, our our last bit of shows. It was not recorded. After at a certain point, it's like, what the fuck can you keep doing, man? You know how, how silence is compliance. How long can I sit here and not fucking do something about it? I see this shit every day, and it's not an isolated incident. So, at what point am I guilty by not doing something? But I don't know what to do at the same time because I have no power. Am I gonna run for office? Get the fuck out of here. Well, I mean, well, then you'd be indebted to. Uh, that's an that's another criminal system. That's for another conversation. Put yeah. cameras on all the cops. That'll solve it. Until they turn yeah. them off. Yeah, because they don't have power buttons. I mean, they're already learning that lesson in Missouri. You know, they're, you know, we talked about that. I don't know whatever became of that, but can I can I ask the burning question here? And I don't know. How does destroying your neighborhood send a message? I, 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 maybe I failed to articulate that during Ferguson, but it's maybe it's that article I sent you guys no. kind of maybe. But how does destroying where you live? Taking jobs away from people in your community, probably putting people back in the system that clawed their way out of it. How is that sending a message? Is your message, hey, we would like a stronger police presence of this corrupt police force in this area? Because all you're doing is you're plunging it further into blight. Yeah, but, you know, did me punching a hole through the wall and breaking my hand send a message to my ex-wife? No. Probably not. Probably not. It wasn't very effective. But a, pro- a protest. I didn't know what else to do at the time. To I'm, protest something, to protest an injustice is a logical response to that. When you feel that there's been so much done to you that rage builds up, you're no longer coming from a logical standpoint. You're coming from a purely base emotion standpoint, yeah. and you act out. That is where holes get punched in walls. That's where people kick kick in. You know fucking car windows of their neighbors on the street they live on and they're like I, I guarantee you i guarantee you nine out of ten if you sat them down after they calmed down they go that didn't even make fucking sense yeah, I, it, 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 it didn't but i was so pissed off at the time i just struck out at anything i could it's like when you're you haven't heard of, we all well chris doesn't have any children but the 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 rest of us have children have you ever like seen your kids so frustrated that they just lash out at their own things like throw their own toys around and you're like why are Grown adults do that shit all the time. Like that that little kid who throws his cell phone down and breaks it? Yeah, shit like that. And you're like, what are you doing? You know that you're not going to get a new one. Like, you know, or or you destroyed your own toy. That's your toy. Why are you breaking your own toy? That's how irrationally upset they are at that moment. 
I had a I had a conversation with AT and T one time when I was trying to get out of a service contract because I had no service at my house, and I was talking to them on the phone that I bought from them, and through the phone out of frustration. Now, does that hurt AT and T? No, I'm the one who has to go out and buy a new fucking phone. Thankfully, exactly. Thank, thankfully, I was outside because that's the only place where I could get a fucking signal. I'm pacing <laughs> up and down my driveway, bitching them out that as soon as I walk inside my house, I'm going to get it dropped. And I, I hit a tree, and it was an evergreen tree, and it just kind of swallowed the thing up and held it for me. <laughs> so I just reached in and like grabbed it. But yeah, you know what? What was the sense in me throwing the phone, and if I would have hit something solid, breaking it, and having to go out and buy a new one? Chris, let me but give I didn't you know what example. else to do. Let me give you an example. You, of, you, you of, lash of... out physically when you feel like you have no more options left. But to I you mean, than... the the most successful protests in this country that have gotten things done have been nonviolent. I, I mean, the march on Wa- how many people died? the march on washington and what was it 64 63 i mean that's it's hard well it's really hard to say what is the most successful i mean you have to channel that energy constructively yes but the march on washington is using an example but that was just we use that as an example because that was a peaceful example but there were many violent protests that happened around the same time too. You could say that they all led up to change in this nation. Well, there's also there's also okay going back to the Detroit riots of '67. There's something that that I, I was reminded of that happened back then that has not happened in any of these riots that we're talking about that have happened in the last year in America. Yeah, and that is um, uh, tanks. In in six, hold on, in '67, <laughs> uh, uh, one of the one one of the baseball players for for Detroit Tigers, Willie Horton. He was so distraught over what was going on. He started he, a rockabilly he, band. They, 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 canceled, they canceled the game. He didn't even change clothes. He went out in his uniform, went out in the streets, and started calming people down and, and, and going, look, look, I get it. And this is when ball players made like 24, well, not even 24, like 19 grand a year back in the day. Yeah, it was good money, but still, they weren't what they are now as far as millionaires. Yeah, they still had to have jobs in the off-season. Off-season, exactly. Right, yeah, no, I exactly. think, yeah, I think 19 is rather high for the era you're talking about. But yeah, but, go, go ahead. But yeah, he went out in the streets and he was like, look, you're destroying your own community. Well, we... I understand you're upset. And people actually stopped and listened to him because this was a dude who was from their own community who, yes, he made on the high side of money at that point, but he wasn't, it wasn't like if Donald Trump got up and was like trying to tell the people in Kentucky, you need to stop rioting because I, we can diversify your bonds, you know, like and all that bullshit. Yeah, but it Rich, was, Rich I, I do have to disagree with that though, because, and I can forgive you for not seeing all the different stories that were about Baltimore because there was so much news coverage of it and so much of it was just the same repeated bullshit but i can tell you that i i don't remember any actual names from the people but there was two separate stories i saw a football player and yeah, ray, a lewis. ray lewis and a rapper that both spoke out and were trying to speak to their community that there was a rapper that went to some famous rapper if you said his name would probably say yeah that him that went to a high school and went around talking to the kids about what was happening well and, and i agree with you and and ray lewis yes he did he made a a a, a YouTube video or you know whatever yeah. web web video and and, and, then, and then he did something to back up what he said which is he he's he's a uh, analyst for ESPN the NFL draft is coming up former NFL player he said I'm not going to the draft I'm staying here and I'm gonna try to fucking I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I have to do to help the community that that gave me the life I'm I'm able to live and I for all of his faults and I don't even want to get into that we can yeah, get into that whenever. 
If you know but, stuff but, about Ray Lewis, it is kind of an ironic statement. But yes, even, but yeah. but I've I, heard I, some things. I, I I give him credit on that one. I have to I have to give him credit on that one because he's, he's super respected in Baltimore. So yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like more one so than even Cal that Ripken. Tired from the team that drafted him. Like he was a Raven. His whole sorry, Rich. It's. Continue. Sorry. No, no. Yeah, yeah. And in football, that is very rare for you retire to the, with the same team that drafted you. But I mean, like you know, there's Cal Ripken. So of course, white people are going to listen to Cal Ripken because he's a white baseball player and he spent his entire career with Baltimore. Blah blah blah. But Ray Lewis is 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 football is king in this country, and for better or for worse, you have a lot of people. And it, it, this is something that I thought was interesting: is that a lot of the the initial protest that led to riots were social media like 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 organized in in the high school and just post high school age and they and there was you know words thrown out like we're gonna go out there and we're gonna go on a fucking 12-hour purge like the fucking movie the purge mm-hmm. and like there was a bounty put on cops heads i mean i don't know yeah, that, legit, that'll fix things yeah i know and i don't know how legit it was because one idiot could post something through fucking 4chan and say there's a bounty on cops heads and then next thing you know boom you know you got fucking people going in the media oh shit well this is what these kids were doing but but ray lewis can go out there and, and post a video and if he actually goes out there and he goes in the streets and he talks to people and he actually does something i gotta give him credit for that i i just have to yeah, because, because ray lewis's whole message is knock this shit off you're wrecking the community you're not it's it, that's the general if you want to sum up the ray lewis video it's pretty much what he's saying exactly exactly and it, to, 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 to back to your one point, Chris, there is no logical reason for you to tear up your own shit, your own community when you're this pissed off. But when you're but when you reach this level of anger, you're not using logic. It's like I said, the most base instinct. I, I, Rich, I get it, but it just it's yeah. Once again, I'm using my brain with an emotional issue, but it's just it, all you're going to do is increase the you're going to increase the police presence of the police you're riding against. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know. I, well, dude, look at Detroit. It's forty years later. Still, it's still recovering. You know. It's. And I've read a story about how that they're they're trying to bring back that section of Baltimore, and you know, with one fell swoop, they they fucking sent it back ten years. A lot of people are saying. Yeah. You know, just brought it back. Into, it's it, it's it's all fucked up. Real quick, just before we wrap this up, Aaron. You might appreciate this quote. I heard, uh, excuse me, I didn't heard. I, I read this quote. I cannot, I cannot remember the article or else I'd quote it directly. So I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But it was, uh, they said, uh, you know, the city of Baltimore was so worried after David Simon wrote uh, Homicide a Year on the Killing Streets of Baltimore uh-huh. and then started The Wire. Yeah. And they're like, between that book and The Wire, that probably did more to, to, to give uh, sympathy from around the country and even the world to the city of Baltimore than what's going on now has, has set it back. Because you have people looking going, see, they're the animals we thought we were. I've actually had people post articles that say they need to wall up Baltimore and shoot <laughs> any of the quote-unquote animals who try to get out. Jesus. Wow. And I'm just like... Freeze. Do you, do you, do you, exactly. And is your, these are people. Is your hood at the cleaners, buddy? No. Jeez. These are people gun to their head would go, I'm not racist. I'm not racist at all. No, we need, we need, uh, we need to send Omar in. He'd walk down the street with a shotgun and people would just run back into their homes. Omar coming. Omar, Omar coming. coming. Put yo. that fire out. Just looks at rioters and goes, "She." <laughs> no, well, that that's, was that's, that's Clay that was, Davis, but yeah. that was bunk. No, 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 no. Was, I'm sorry, Davis. that wasn't bunk. That was Clay Davis. I'm right. Ra- I'm racist. I'm confusing my black people from the wire. <laughs> 
All right, let's, should we wrap it up? Then? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And now that we brought the room down, we'll catch you guys on the next one. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for liking. Thanks for everything else. And uh, we do appreciate it. Yes. Thank you very much. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you you for listening. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise.